This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Listening to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Martin Unsworth. We're the editors of Starburst Magazine, very proud editors as well. We've just had a nice weekend away and yep. met some great people and do as, as ambassadors for the Mac. It was nice, wasn't it? Yep, it was. You, you do realise this is the first time you've not said hello. Yeah, I know that. You I just d- thought I'd change it. Yeah, just take them off guard. Make you yeah. think you've missed, you know, on on purpose. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. it takes it because it, it's the usual balls up. <laughs> well, no, 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 yeah. no, no. This one, this one is on purpose. This one. Good. So yeah, but 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 yeah, why don't you tell everybody where we've been then? Oh, we've been to the the London Super Comic Con. And but was it super though? It was super duper. Are you sure? It was because super is a big word and it gets banded about a lot, doesn't it? It does, but you know, it was it was uh, like super girl last week well yeah that got bandy legged about a bit yeah no it's not I'm still not I'm not convinced and you know what I'm even less convinced after this weekend because nobody looked that crap at this at this convention no no the costumes were amazing weren't they yeah they were and and like I say nobody looked that that abysmal Sorry, abysmal's a strong word, but it's yeah. if if someone had walked in wearing that, we'd have just gone, oh, Supergirl costume. We yeah. wouldn't go, my God, look at that. It's like the one off the TV. No. No. So there you go. Her costume is not good enough to be the what, the real thing. No, it's it's it's, it's something that, uh, that should be knocked up by a little teenager in a, in the bedroom. But it's... What, What's that about a teenager getting knocked up in a bedroom? <sighs> yeah. Sorry, I'm cue, cue the jingle jangle. Oh no 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 no! no. I, th- I think if you if you tie them two together, we might be in hot water. Yes, uh, I think we should start though before we go into telling everybody about our extravagant weekend where we had lots of fun and everything. Yes, there's a, there's a real sort of dour thing that happened in the last week, uh, Mr. Terry Pratchett. Oh, I thought Sir you were Terry talking Pradgett. about the the internet being being uh, completely destroyed on Monday and having to uh, technical nightmares. Oh yeah, but 
but I think Sir Terry Pratchett was uh, I am a, li- a little I'm, bit I'm, more I'm important than to that. Make, I'm trying to make light of his passing so that we can deal with it. He, he would be cool with that. He would. Yeah, He's a cool sartorial guy who wore great hats and suits. And, and then a nice beard. You know, yeah, he had a bit. Oh, well, there's plenty of beards kicking around at Starburst. Even Shauna's thinking of getting one. Yeah, she's starting from the bottom up. That sounds a bit weird and a bit rude and a bit creepy at the same time, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. So. So, Mr. Pratchett. Uh, Sir Pratchett. Sir Pratchett. Yeah. No, you got Sir Terry. Sir Terry. Yeah. He, he was one it. of us. He was yeah. a legend. What? Uh, what? Incompetent? <laughs> All right. Maybe not one of us. He was one of them. Okay. <laughs> I'll upset that. Uh, I I thought he was great. I but. Now, I've got to make a confession right now. I'm not the world's biggest Terry Pratchett fan. I was more of a, a fan of the guy and how he was and what I knew of how he behaved, you know, towards charities and people. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a smashing bloke from what I heard. I didn't hear one bad word about him. I met. I know a lot of people who have spent time with him and met him, and I've not, I've not heard one bad thing about him. I, I really oh. haven't, and that goes a long way with me. Now, I haven't read the dis- the Discworld novels. Apparently, you start reading them and you are just lost in another world. Um, they're supposed to be very engrossing, very entertaining, and they were basically his vehicle for parodying the, the life, weren't mm. they, really? I mean, uh, I, I guess I've heard you could find yourself in these books quite easily yeah I think that's the thing I think it's just since uh, like you were saying about him uh, being well liked and and everything uh, even before his illness there was no bad words said about him no but but since that he's uh, he handled himself amazingly yeah he did yeah and and he 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 wouldn't succumb to the illness and and he I, I believe he he controlled it right to the end well I've had experience with some people that have had Alzheimer's and the it's very 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 difficult for them and and there's no there's no point in pretending that it's uh, it's anything other than it is it's it's what's referred to as the long goodbye mm. because the person dies a long time before the body does yeah. now what I will say here it sounds like he didn't succumb quite that badly and that he was okay towards the end and he, he sort of went very quickly he got very ill and it were apparent and on on uh, to give a lie to all the rumors that were kicking around um he did it didn't commit suicide now and they would come out point blank and said that which they couldn't do if he had because they'd be caught out almost immediately yeah. there'd be an autopsy report etc now the 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 reason why I'm saying that is the, the rumours sort of started straight away because he'd had a lot to do with euthanasia yeah. and he'd be, he took part in that uh, amazing documentary have you seen it? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's one thing I have seen that I'm aware of and I don't know, I don't want to get into this uh, tonight, because we st- start going, right, what about euthanasia? Yeah. It's the it's established euthanasia show. But it's something he felt very strongly about. He felt that everybody had a right to do that, and he said when, and he made inferences that when when I think it's, t- it's right, I want to be able to choose. 
So, of course, when people heard, well, he was making a couple of appearances and he was on Twitter buying hats and stuff in November, December. So you, he was out and about mobile. You know, yeah. he hasn't been bedridden and, and completely senile and unable to remember anyone. Um, and he was clearly still using his Twitter account and stuff and communicating with his fans. And then all of a sudden you hear, well, he's gone. Um, but he'd, seems... do, he'd, he'd done the uh, the story to lead up to. I yeah. assume that was written prior and yeah. then posted when yeah. when they knew he'd gone. Yeah, that's just right, to announce yeah. it. But yeah, which which I think is very it's a nice. Classy, it's a classy way, but he, he comes across as a very classy person. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyone that that ends uh, on the Twitter feed with the end yeah. after they've passed and and takes a point of signing off to people. Um, it's a touch of class. And the other person I know who did that was Michael Sheard, who uh, arranged uh, stuff to be posted. And you know, I was really good friends with him as well. So I knew <laughs> I knew him really well. And if if people listening don't know him, he yeah. was uh, Mr. Bronson in Grange Hill. Yeah, and as been well, in as well as in numerous British television series, uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who, and most importantly, that he was he was most proud of. He, he said it was his cool factor to me. The, um, the Admiral Ozell, and, yes, yeah, he's, he's the guy who gets choked in, um, in 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 Empire Strikes yeah. Back, and yeah, he did a sign off as well. He went, "All right, so long, my dear pals, uh, chums, rather, um, goodbye." You know, he, he, it was great. You know. Um, I'm not saying social media should be used like this, but if if you use it in a touching way like that, it's quite good. Well, was it uh, Jean Le Majore who mm. uh, posted in? Um, I may be wrong, but maybe the Guardian oh, or something know. like that. Uh, just his his death announcement was written by him. Okay. Jean Le Majore snuffed it yesterday or something. It was yeah, words yeah, words yeah, to that yeah, effect. Yeah. It was something really irreverent and. Yeah. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna have to explain who. Um, Michael Sheard is, you're definitely going to have to explain who he was. Well, Jean Le Majorier was uh, in Dad's Army, he was married to Hattie Jakes, he was, you you would know him instantly from his face if he, you didn't know his name. He, he, he's, yeah, Dad's Army, you'll know him, Wilson. Yeah. And uh, he, yeah, he, he was a great, he was a great guy. Weird thing is, he was married to Hattie Jakes. And then she decided to get another bloke. Yeah. And they, all three of them, lived together in the house because he was too much of a gentleman to see her kicked out and on the streets. Yeah. That, 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 that really... I don't know whether that makes me respect him more or less. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, it's an odd one. He's a nice... I mean, he's a clearly really nice guy, but come on, what are you doing? Yeah, some you know, things you don't put up with. Yeah, boot, <laughs> go on, get her out. Boot her out. <laughs> Or, or in her case, roller down the road. Oh, no, no, um, don't be like that. Oh, come on, it's a bit much what she did, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. well, what's this? I'm not attacking Hattie Jakes. No, don't. Yeah, half the people listening don't even know who that is, for starters, so it's pointless. This, this is the, who are they and where are they? Yeah, what, sure. what is this? Uh, where are they now? This is supposed to be an obituary. Oh, sorry, yeah. So we got we got to pull it back. Um, yeah, so uh, any any more things to say about him? Uh well, I'm like you. I'm not a big reader, but I. Well, you're a bigger reader than me, but I've not read a lot of his stuff, and and it was just the the, the person more than anything I was aware of. Yes, uh, I, I do believe he was a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I know people like yourself who who've met mm. him in signings and this that yeah. and the other, and 
But uh, made a lot of time for his fans. Oh, he, he made a lot of time for his fans. Um, when you think about it, that's even more impressive. When you think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he wrote over seventy novels. Yeah. Which, believe me, um, sure. yeah, I've been. Yeah, Come on, George Martin, get your finger out. Oh no, just what I mean. <laughs> he's really seventy, seventy. So they, you know, that's like a couple a year, isn't it? Really, yeah. and uh, I, I just yeah. Oh, good grief! Because I've been uh, I've been working on one for a long, long time. I've still not finished it. But she's uh, getting how far have you got? Um, I've been on it eight years, and I've got I've got the whole thing all mapped, and it's all you know. Well, you not got past once upon a time. No, I have. I'm, past, <laughs> I'm 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 right into it. I just got to a sticky bit where um, oh, for legal bit, well for legal reasons. <laughs> um, I had to be a bit careful and that. And I, you know, you're in trouble when every five minutes you're writing something and then you just phone up you another one of your barrister mates and go, "Listen, I need a second opinion." <laughs> can, I get, can I get away with it? Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, no. I'm just saying though, it can take a while to. I have a lot of respect for people who can churn books who out. Can knock one out as quick as they do. Correct. Oh, you see, that's a, that's that's a rude one, but. The thing is, he didn't just. He, it's like Dan Brown knocks books out. Yeah, and they're and all they, they shit might as well. Be yeah, right. they're all rubbish. <laughs> uh, whereas Terry's were were amazing, weren't they? they were books that were beloved by people. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and the fact that he, he crossed over into the mainstream, not even before his illness. Yeah, he, he was a well-known character and a well-known author even outside the genre well Sky were adapting his stuff as yeah. well weren't they I yeah. mean I don't know how much further that went I never saw any of those either because I get I guess Discworld didn't appeal to me the look of it um it was but but to me it seems like a more a more fun more acceptable sort of Harry Potter aesthetic yeah I think it's sort of that um I'm gonna get a grief now we'll get a loads of emails in are you comparing it to Harry Potter how dare you yeah no well, no, it's I think just it the took, impression. It took that Douglas Adams ethos and yeah, Douglas Adams def- definitely. Yeah. He, he was uh, very similar. What I have read of his work was very similar. So yeah, that's sad. He's gone at sixty-six, but as as I said, seventy novels and like Tolkien. Uh, and I know it's a big uh, a big statement. Is he going to be as huge as Tolkien in? years to come well you don't know but I'm just saying now that Discworld with its expansive universe and the fact that he did write quite a few of them and and mapped it out really concisely unlike Tolkien it is very possible that you're going to see a lot of Discworld in the future and that that would be the point where they're like this Terry Pratchett and he could be Tolkien-esque he could end up a a much bigger Writer after yeah. he's gone because the it, stranger That's things have happened. Sadly, that is usually the way, and it's same yeah. with artists. Yeah, know. absolutely. So we'll keep. Well, I've got my fingers crossed. He certainly deserves it. Yeah. Um, before we get, we, we, we've got a break coming up in about five minutes, so we've just got time to talk about the magazine, and then we'll talk about our crazy weekend. Oh, by the way, the, when we say crazy weekend, don't get any ideas. Of, of big lines of drugs and prostitutes and strip clubs and all that. Yeah. Uh, We're not going Mart- to tell you about that. No, no, no. Ma- Martin, Martin did all that. I just stayed being being sensible. So we'll talk about that after the Can break. Can you see my face? Mm. Mm, mm, he's got a face of irony on him. No, but you did. Well, yeah, you had a good time. That's all I'm going to say. I did as well. Yeah. We'll get into it after. Um, That's what she said. Yeah, indeed. So we've got on sale on uh, 
on Friday. Friday, yeah, 48 hours from now, you can walk into WH Smith's. And uh, which will disappoint me because it means that you aren't a subscriber and you haven't already got it on your doormat. Um, And you will see either a beautiful uh, newsstand cover um, or if you're going much further afield or you're a subscriber, you will see the gate, not gatefold, is it? It's the wraparound, which I'm not yeah. going to bother trying to explain what wraparound means like I did last, yeah, last, because last that just show. just sounds rude. Yeah, it just sounds <laughs> pathetic that I have, I'm trying to explain something that, that's a black and white word. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to explain what nighttime means. Mm. Um, I think we all get it. It's a beautiful cover. It's beautiful. And I can understand. And this isn't me speaking as editor that, that's paid to sell magazines and make a product that's out out there. I I think I'd get both of these. For yeah. the, I, this is definitely the time, the one time when I'd say I probably couldn't help myself. Yeah, both look absolutely stunning. Mm. Uh, the, the the newsstand one will jump off the shelves. It, it's it is beautiful. Yeah. And the the art cover is is amazing. Yeah, and they're both they're both very nice. So that's and good. and the stuff inside is not too bad. It's well. not bad at all, actually. No, it it, it complements it. I know, but I say again, I know I pointed it out last issue, but yeah, Livy Boots, um, uh, the girl from Planet X, yeah. the in, in, in the girl from Planet X is like Doctor Who. She regenerates yeah. every now and again whenever something something happens. I.e., they they get a, a better paid job. Yeah. They. Um, then, then somebody else comes along. The um, Livy Boot is at it's, it's she does the the amazing girl from Planet X column, which you may not agree with sometimes, but it's got food for thought in there. And this issue, she goes on and she actually brings something to light about the Ghostbusters new movie, yeah. um, that with the girl or the all girl cast that I hadn't actually considered and made me reappraise my thoughts on it actually. And I'm not going to say what that is. You need to buy the magazine. Yeah, and teaser. Yeah. But her lovely tribute to Leonard Nimoy is at the beginning of that. So at the beginning of Mag, straight in. In fact, normally, where you're you're responsible for getting things to come together. Yeah. And she stole your thunder. Let her okay. and Leonard, they've just come straight in the front of I'm the Mag. I'm quite happy to let the lady first. Dear me. Well, that's 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 very gentlemanly of you. Oh, yeah. Well, before we go on about about where we've been this weekend and what's happened, we'll have a quick break now, and then we can get back. And then just before we'll have half an hour with you before Rebecca Forskin turns up. Now that, that that's the girl from Planet, planet God God planet knows, who? yeah, Planet Planet God knows where. Our planet may be doomed. Our Earth devastated. The monsters are in revolt, and civilization is in chaos. Godzilla is laying waste to New York. Rodan is attacking Moscow. Manda is smashing London. And Peking trembles under the wrath of Mothra. Our battle cry must be, destroy all monsters. Who can say which country or city will be next? We must unite and destroy all monsters. Is there a way to defend against Godzilla, Rodan, Manda and Mothra? The answer is no. Let our battle cry be, destroy all monsters. Be prepared. See for yourself in color from American International. Destroy all monsters. 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 This picture is rated G for general audiences. Destroy all monsters. 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 Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. 
Available from a newsagent near you or download to your tablet today. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This, this is Fabrician International. And we're back. See that through you as well. I'm trying different things. You're so that you can angles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to see what it listen, what it sounds like, you know, the uh, with all this. Yeah. Because I, oh, we're back. And that could be my thing now. Yeah. So and we're back. Get a little catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got too many of them. I've yeah. only got, well, actually, yeah. I've only got one, though, that I use all the time. But I've got, um, did they, but I wonder if they know what it is. I bet they don't. Well, it's on the bingo card, I imagine. It's not. It's not oh, on the bingo not? card. No, and is it's it? not. I'm not talking about like I'm t- not talking about stuff in the show. Ah. The official fits me sign off on the editorial, isn't it? Ah, That's what yeah. you say, you know, like yeah. true believers and all that. Yeah. That that Stan Lee stuff. The hyperbole. Yeah. Hyper. Do I? Well, <laughs> people like hyperbole. They wouldn't buy our mag if they didn't like it. It's full of hyperbole. It's not at all. <laughs> it's the, it, it, the bits I write. It's are. the antis- antithesis. Mm. Is that the right word? Mm. Motif don't work. Yeah, I, by hyperbole, I mean just stuff that you don't need to get through the day, but makes the day a bit better. A sarcasm. Yeah, and there's always sarcasm, isn't there? So, yeah, night out. We were at Super Comic Con in London. And and my mate who wrote, um, TV Cream Guru who has written uh, quite a few books and basically uh, behind the sofa he wrote a charity book. Um, and his name's Steve Berry, and uh, not you, the one that was on earlier. Yeah, TV Cream Toys he wrote, which is an amazing book. And if you guys have not had bought a copy of TV Cream Toys, you're crazy. Because it's right up our street. Yeah, and he's done the tuck. The, the you've seen his tuck shop. Uh, I did. Book. Yeah, isn't yeah. it good? Yeah. Because because you know what? Hmm, should I say this? No, I can. I reckon because it makes it. It's more impressive. Uh, you know that you can't get access to all them rappers and all them things now. No. And sometimes you get rappers that are really damaged. He had to get three D modelers, yeah, to to come along and help him, yeah. Oh, so there's a lot of work gone into that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that thing you've you've been taken to the past and on all these sweets and chocolate bars and all the rest of it. And I know it's uh, I'm not selling it that well, but it's great because <laughs> it's just so well done. And and yeah, God, it sounds like I've got a man crush on him, doesn't it? You know, he's he was he's, a cool guy. He's yeah. he's very good. And they, we've had some terrible nights out, me and him. Like he's he's the reason. Well, oh, I'm the reason. Terrible good or terrible. He ended he ended up in hospital and. I thought I was going to hospital. Oh, that's terrible! And bad that then. was he came down. We were we were in Tiger Lounge, and we where's was, that? Tiger Lounge on Cooper Street. Oh, and and, and it's a, a sister venue to Fab Cafe. Oh right! If you catch my drift, and <laughs> so hence we're there because it's free drinks. Um, so the staff are giving us. Uh, we got, we were getting fed up. We were waiting at the bar, so we were on vodka Red Bull, and he just and I just went, oh, can we just get quite a bit? So they poured us these um, pint glasses, and it was half full of vodka and half full of Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not even the good Red Bull; it's the you know that you get out of the dispenser. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, shouldn't be saying that because it's my fault that stopped there, isn't it? But yeah. but but you know it is. It ain't great. I'm not. It's not a big revelation that anything that comes out of the dispense is a bag of syrup, is it? You know, I think we all know that, don't we? Or is this a for some of you a that's, that's a, behind the curtain? A, yeah, is this a a seaweed is cabbage moment? For, yeah, <laughs> for, for some people, I don't know. But yeah, he's so 
I thought, oh, well, this is all right. And then we got that hammered that we, we just went home. And then next month we get up and he had a wedding to go to. And I had a, re- had a really official event at Fab in Liverpool. And I went over there and I just remember about nine o'clock at night, I got up started clutching my chest I was getting chest pains palpitations that, that everything was going wrong here and I lasted about an hour this and I, I thought god is that because you don't know what a coronary is do you, you don't know if you've not had a heart out well, Sean know, Connery. yeah no no one knows what one is so it just felt that bad and that wrong that I'm thinking no oh, god don't make it that now not here not here you <laughs> know what oh, god and then it was all right but he wasn't he was at a wedding and he, he flaked out and he was carted off and he was in the hospital and they put him on a drip because it had dehydrated him all the Red Bull yeah and then guys his, his wife she's a friend is equally my mate as well but she's just said you do it's a nightmare when you two go out you know <laughs> it's it's awful so the good news is he had to go at about half five yeah. on Saturday so he he left but um, not after him and his mate Jonathan Rosser. Who you, oh, don't stop see he was this. he you were wanting to meet him but I me was and, desperate to yeah, meet him me and him went over to he, he gave him a copy because he wrote the foreword for that tuck shop book yeah. for Steve so he went over and gave him that book and went and he was he was absolutely fine and then we, we he was had a massive queue you saw I and did, that's yeah, not a yeah. euphemism he, no it, it was, was actually it's, a queue of people um, and he had it, so he he must have nipped out and then he was coming back in because he had to go out one entrance back in and he's just coming back in and he he just comes over and goes God because you'd give him a copy of the mag earlier yeah on the way in I gave him a copy said yeah. glad glad you're back which is nice yeah and he is a starburst reader and he reads the magazine which is great so. He then came over and started talking on the way in. But what's funny is everybody else around the table had been had been there all day on the yeah. interest, meeting and greeting everybody. Yeah, and I doing and, all the work. I know, doing all that. And then the minute the minute everybody just wandered off, just you went for a quick a quick half with yeah. Graham and, yeah. quick and I think Charlie had, had buggered off to uh, the toilet. And yeah, he all turned up and all that. And if you didn't have the photograph, it'd be like, oh no, he did yeah. not just turn up yeah. and you had this big... I thought he was just pulling whatever. me what's it. But. So uh, yeah, and he was just ribbing me about Starlog going, we need Starlog back. And I'm like, no, we don't. We don't need Starlog back. <laughs> We've got the, you've got the, the only one back that you needed. And he's, uh, he was great, really. He was really nice. And he, he took time with... What I noticed is he took a lot of time with people as well and when I've said on here I've been not pulled any punches if somebody's uh, quite famous or quite well known and they're an absolute dick yeah, I, I say it I've, I'm not going to lie about it and I've met quite there's, a few there's no need to be anything like that no but, but he was he was coming around the desk having photos with people yeah he was extremely um, he had star quality he's, you, know, you met him and he, he acts like a very confident but genuine down-to-earth guy, you know. And, um, Still it, jealous. It was good. So that was good. So we got we got the money shot of them with a magazine and everything. But... <laughs> Which is nice. While you had gone to the toilet... Oh, yeah. Uh, but is, this is a story that doesn't end as cool as no, mine. No, no. But, but it's still good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got Neil Adams. All right. The fresh from comic book, man. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did his comic book men bit, you know. Did hey it? guys! Oh man, oh, I'm wow. just passing. Yeah. <laughs> and but yeah, he's a he's a comic book legend. Yeah. And then you gave him a copy of the I, mag. I tried That's to give good. him a copy of the mag, and he went no. Nah. 
No, he didn't. He, he did. What he, he sa- did. What he said. He wasn't rude. He was. What he said was. But he it couldn't will, be asked carrying it around. What it'll just get <laughs> left, and I won't have time to read it. Basically. Yeah. Too busy. And I said, "Has this got anything to do with that, Mike Rice? I'm not having it." Yeah, I would. I would that would have been. Ex- I would have explained. Yeah. I would have expected that. My word. So yeah. It was good, and then we were there a few days. We met. Um, and we did. We met. We met Matthew Kurd, who listens to the show. That's right. As well. Yeah. Hello, and, Matthew. And he, uh, I hope you're listening tonight. If, if not, and you're listening on podcast, hello. It's always um, very surreal when things like that happen. It, it, this, it is. This guy just came up to the stall and started talking, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Always listening to the podcast. I tweeted into the radio show. He said, oh, "Who are you?" I see. I know it was good, and it was nice because we were talking about fantasy TV and tally fantasy. And can yeah. I just say that since I mentioned it on this show, there's a there's a groundswell for the yeah. the, the British tally fantasy special. It's going to happen or issue whatever we do. It's it's a goer, isn't it? And how would it you guys is. feel about a Starburst annual again? You remember like that horror annual that was out years yeah. and years ago? I bring should I bring the, the, the Starburst annuals back? Would you uh, like something hard in your hands at Christmas? Yeah. Oh, we love them. We love annuals, don't we? It's a good thing. So then we yeah, we went out for night out. Andrew Keats, who who uh, is our ad guy, who does all our works all our advertising, does all that. He he lives in London so he took us round a and few he's, places. He's also a theatre director. He is indeed. Uh, so he's got all these contacts down there. Mm. Uh, first stop, Century Club. Yeah. Amazing. Which is a, a door. Yeah. And you would think it was an office or something like yeah. that, and it's a very exclusive club. Yeah. And we got in. And as Grouse Show Marks says, I don't trust any club that would have me as a member. Exactly. So yeah. we weren't members, so it no. was fine. We were uh, on the coattails of. Yeah. Well, that and was really nice. It so. was great because you went up to the roof and the chimneys are there. Yeah. And but they've just built a canopy thing over the top of the actual roof that yeah, you so actually you've got sat old in. Mary Poppins chimneys and it's bizarre. So we had we had uh, a few drinks there. Then we went on to onto the the famous Groucho Club. Yeah, but before that, oh yeah, we went. On. He um, one of his uh, friends' plays was finishing its run. Yes. In a tiny little theatre on Leicester Square. Yeah. So we went down to that. It, it seats about a hundred, but it looks like it had seats. Yeah, less. it looks great, doesn't it? Uh, and the, apparently the play is really good. It's musical. It's very similar to Rocky mm. Horror. Yeah, uh, Molly Wobbly, Willy Wobbler City something. Molly Wobbler. <laughs> good God! It Have was, you uh, not got? You, you know. Yeah, it'll, it'll catch Molly on. Wobbly. It'll catch on if if I can remember what it's called. Yeah, Molly Wobbly. It's a good job <laughs> you don't have to book tickets next time it's on for us, isn't it? Yeah, we'll end up with somewhere. <laughs> we'll end up somewhere really dodgy. We do that anyway, will we? Yeah. Uh, so we hung out in there for a while and uh, I met someone. Uh, we met some someone that meant a lot to us, and mm. it's you know uh, Spike Milligan's daughter. Yeah, Jane and her dog and her dog Scrumpy. Scrumpy. And a partner, yeah, and it was. It was and a, you can't remember his name, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just getting you back for Undercom. It's fine. Um, no, it's one of them, innit? Look, he he knows we don't know him. He's fine. He was nice though. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was absolutely amazing. Told us some lovely anecdotes, and it was it was great. It was great meeting her. That Spike Milligan's daughter. Yeah, it, and that was great. just the middle of the surreal night. Yeah. 
and then and we then, ended then up over to the Groucho Club. Yeah, which I, I must admit I'd not been in before, even though it's a, a legendary place, and you're not allowed to have social media stuff kicking about, like phones or anything. You got to keep your phone in your pocket because people might be there or you want to take pictures of. So, and on one level, my my sort of left wing socialist side is finding this a bit. Ooh, I don't like this sort of thing, but. I like the club. It was really, really nice, and I had a lovely shepherd's pie. It was. I, I had it as well. Yeah. Groucho Club's shepherd pie is amazing. Yeah, I honestly, did. I couldn't believe. Do you know the the meat taste? Did you have it? I did have it. Oh, didn't that yeah. meat taste nice? Yeah. So on you. What what was in that? That was yeah. lovely. That. Yeah. I didn't eat the peas. Charlie ate the peas. What's wrong with peas? I don't do peas. That Why not? They're just mu- peas, aren't they? Mushy peas and marafat peas alike, but I don't like the little garden peas. They're too sweet. So basically, yeah, but you do know that they put sugar in, in mushy peas, don't you? Yeah, so. Well, you just said that they're too sweet. Yeah, but it's, it's summer. And you, do you, you're all right with one where they put a pot of sugar in? Yeah, that's mad. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, I'm, madness, I'm a walking man. contradiction. That's crazy. That's crazy. And um, can I just put out which 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 do we think is worse for you? The nice natural garden peas, or 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 Martin's mushy peas? Oh, Martin's mushy peas. There's a title of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, as euphemisms go. But but I was all right. That yeah. Unfortunately, a mate. Uh, we left there five minutes before. Uh, someone who was there, one of one of his mates, had a, had a, had a fit and epilepsy and ended up in the hospital, and that's yeah. nothing to do with us. No, and it's although not, I did it's tell not you, funny, I did tell you it stopped flashing the the, the camera flasher near it. <laughs> just to stop flashing, yeah, just stop it, you know. But and then and then we ended up my fav- my favourite little drinking hole. Yeah, we. You, you had to take us to an exclusive place it's just nice. to say, yeah, I've got somewhere to. It's the least exclusive place <laughs> on this planet, right? You could, well, and they, anyone they, they, can they join kept, there. They kept me and Graham at the door while they, you checked that you were allowed to text people D- in. Only because of gaming law. That's it. They still didn't, they're not Because we look, we look like under 18s. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's a private, it's a members club, but it's just a casino bar that's all yeah. and and all it is it's it's got the it's an it's napoleon's it's on leicester square and it to some people oh god that's an absolute dump it's absolutely amazing it's got a little little bar in it it's not been changed from the 1980s and you could you could if if uh, george cole yeah it was uh, the mind about it, it was the yeah you, you got it right it was the bar that you'd go in in minder you know but it, it's not been changed all that time all all dark wood everywhere everything like that, that's why i go there i, think, I nearly did have did have a heart attack though when the the, uh, the waitress said uh, the price of the the, the round. I, I what did you expect? I, I misheard her though. I thought she said seventy. Oh god! And, and Graham did as well. Yeah, I, I don't go places like that. I think it was the accent. I we, don't go places like that. I had my hand like in my pocket. Was it well no. out? Yeah. So yeah, we were down. We used southerners. We yeah. were down there and we didn't cause too much damage and we're back now. Yeah, we've not nicked anything. No. But I loved it there. It was nice. And, and you know, I'd always took the piss out of a, a little bit, which I shouldn't have done, and I apologise now. Um, cosplay, I, I've always found some of it a bit sad and a bit, whatever, tragic in some ways. But do you know what? It's changed my mind on it. I really, really think that 
I saw lots of families all going out for the day out and the dad and the mum were whatever superhero and the kids there and I thought do you know what this is just really nice there was and a lot of Guardians of the fun. Galaxy but the whole family was yeah. in each character and I brilliant. really really did ch- it changed my opinion on it I, I had a great time and I it's thought everybody was nice yeah. and, and they're all having fun and, yeah. it, and it's yeah. boosting their confidence yeah. they're got, all getting to know each other and got sick of breast though ah, I didn't I couldn't I, I couldn't I got numbed into it the problem is all these girls that would just dress like that and then they'd, oh cleavage oh cleavage oh cleavage oh cleavage and you can't not look because I've got DNA it's that, rude not that, 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 that makes me and it's not my fault totally I try to not be horrible about it but I will say I stopped looking after a bit because I was just numb I was sick of seeing them <laughs> I swear to you, honestly, right? I just—it's like familiarity does breed contempt, and and oh, and from from oh my god, look at her! It was like oh, not Put again. Away, Can we just just give her a coat or something? Put on, you know, it just. And there were some stunning-looking um, costumes. costumes, and I mean, say this on the guy. My fav, one of my favourite costumes was that little boy that you took a picture of, and it's not yep. as bad as it sounds. It, <laughs> it's not. It's um <laughs> yes. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's certainly not a case of jingle jingle. It's um <laughs> it's yeah, he he was dressed as Doctor Strange and it yeah. was so great, wasn't it? He was, he was brilliant. It he was, was a nice a, little lad and Yeah. In amazing costume. And he he's like how old was he? Like twelve or something. He's probably younger than yeah, that. Yeah, really young, and but he were... had but why it was cool was he was only so young, maybe about ten, mm. eleven maybe. And he had the grey streaks didn't yeah. he and the whole trip and he he, was, he did the pose and yeah, yeah he had great. the eye of Agmoto on his yeah. cape and and the next everything. day there was an adult dress and he wasn't as good yeah I know not even close no. that's what I mean it's, uh, yeah what a fun weekend it was it was great yeah. and we also met just give a quick shout out for these guys um, we're, well, we got another five six minutes before the news yeah. um, Cape Fear Comics yeah and we met we met the guys who are behind it and how can you describe it they're doing sort of multimedia comic books but it's not all online they have got an app that they're working on at the moment that it, people it can get it launched at the weekend that, yes that's why they were at the uh, the comic that's right but, and but their actual physical books they they've got a rock opera comic that yeah. you open you open pages and music's playing this is a comic that music's playing in and, and they're doing loads of, of stuff one, one of the comic books has the actual costume of the superhero in the in the insert yeah. inside in, and I know it sounds difficult to believe it's got a utility belt and in the, each pouch has got the mask the thing yeah. whatever and you it can, tells a story in yeah. each little pouch yeah. and then you take it all to pieces yeah. and you can wear the belt and yeah this, this is what when I've been putting promotions on and stuff with the staff I'd always get some convoluted method of doing crazy tickets or crazy stuff like that and and it's a point of oh god this is so counterproductive so much work going in and these guys are doing that and they're turning it into a business you know yeah. and uh, the attention to details phenomenal but the um, have you got a de- any details on the uh, yeah website it's um capefearcomics.com yeah well go on there and check these guys out and and know these guys are, are just starting out on this this project they've uh, been doing some stuff for a while but this is a new thing the app 
and just check it out. Yep. Take our word; they, you won't regret it. It's it's they've got some amazing stuff, and they've got some artwork there that's on a wheel. That and I know it sounds crazy, but when you turn it round, different pictures yeah. emerge, and and it's hard for us to get across yeah to convey yeah how orally. original it is yeah uh, yeah we were taken aback they were showing us and uh, and we listened to the stuff on the app the app's called mobilia yeah so you can search that on your itunes yeah. thing and you can download that now it's absolutely brilliant uh, the comic's called sue warrior the musical edition yeah and then there is the utility belt buckle up edition. Yeah, that's which is, the one. Which is episode two. That's the one I was talking about with the uh, costume and the utility belt. Yeah, Sam Gardner Jr. is the writer. Yeah. Uh, Leo Connor, Jake Rowlinson mm. are the artists. Yeah. Mm. And um, and one one of the guys is you. Who was it now? I can't remember what. One of the guys has got his fiance literally helping him put these comics together yeah. as well. This is this is very very much very personal project. So it's nice to uh, you're not filling the coffers of some multinational. You're helping. Yeah, they've, a, they've got a, a great, great idea. It's yeah. unique, and and you know they deserve a bit of a, a bit of a push and a bit of a bit of support. Indeed. And that, and and hopefully you guys will all give them a little bit of that. Yeah, go and check out capevercomics.com right. and and have a look and yeah. see what you think. Well, before we go to the news, let's check out the uh, emails. And we've got Ed uh, Ed Fortune, our sequential arts editor. Yes, Ed. See, I t- listen, Ed. Like I, I was, I was only having a laugh last week about that. By the way, yeah. I mean, everybody's doing it. Everybody's calling themselves sequential arts, whatever. You know, they, they, it's just the comic yeah. thing's gone. I'm just being an old fart that's behind the times. I, you know, yeah. well, it's well, one of them. Well, it? We've had it out, me and Ed. Yeah, and we've compared so, oh, cool. it. And, yeah, yeah. I'm big, and so everything. He's... Yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Um, he, he's saying uh, hello best team in the universe firstly have you seen the trailer for Pixels and do you agree that the world has too many Adam Sandler movies I'll throw that over to you because I haven't seen it even I have it seen it and out. it was much better than I expected it to be mm. um, but has actually, the world seen too many Adam Sandler movies uh, now they have but I, oh. I must admit I do like his early stuff his early okay. funny films as they say in the Woody Allen movies oh dear uh, Happy, so Happy Gilmore is yeah. brilliant yeah, but do you, but you like the pixels? Was it looks interesting? Yeah, it looks okay. like it could be a you know, providing right. the doc just showing everything good in yeah. the trailer. And uh, yeah, Star Wars novels. Check Chuck. Check then Chuck Wendig, master of foul mouth horror. Um, nice chap, all round swear zombies. Writing an official Star Wars novel, the official sequel to Return of the Jedi, set moments after that movie ended. Um, Chuck Wendig, I know your chaps aren't familiar with this brilliant surly American, but expl- expect exploding Ewoks. That's it. That's that's easy to say, isn't it? Um, yeah. So if it's set the moment after it finishes, what does it sort of like get to where the party is really going on, and then they all get a bit leery and yeah, Chewbacca's trying to hump Wicket, it, and it seems it seems like that. Um, there, there's a couple of it. I'll try to get this one in now. Mac Phillip again. He, he emailed us um, previously, and he said, "Right, buckle up. Here we go." Um, <laughs> the first celebrity death that hit me hard. Um, I, this he's talking about Terry Pratchett. Yep. I've read all forty. 40, good lord, 40 Discworld novels, some of them four or five times. These books taught me to approach the world with a twinkle in my eye and a smile quick to come out. A good change from the cynicism of my teens. So many memories. He wrote amazing characters. Dorful, a golem that figured out how to program himself via writing his own scrolls to feed into his head. His fireproof nature made him a great fighter and a constant new 
Nuisance on the street of small gods since he'd engaged in rational debates and was not deterred by the prospect of hell. The first fireproof atheist, you see, he's actually heavy stuff in it, all this. Yeah. Uh, death, uh, very clever as well. Death quipping to his granddaughter Susan when asked why people taught kids to believe in lies like the tooth fairy so they'll believe in bigger lies as adults like justice and equality I could go on forever but I'll leave with one last quote from death there is no justice there is just us so that's nice he, he's um, getting into that we've got a question Dave in Cunningham but I think we'll have to answer this one after the news um, as you people read and devour so much sci-fi can you please do me a favour and explain not only dark matter to me but also dark energy much love Dave I'll, I'll, we'll have to answer that after the news and not because we're doing a shitbag shuffle and we'll be on Wikipedia right after um, <laughs> it's because we can't fit it all in um, <laughs> Ali bet this weekend wasn't as mad as the previous weekend spent in the Fab Cafe establishment. I would recommend a night out there. Roll on the next time. Well, there Excellent. you go. I would love to good. know what you what 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 was going on there. That sounds like a good night. Emily F. Hello. I was at the convention this weekend. I saw you there, but felt a bit silly walking up to say. I listened to the show, but I want to say hi now. It's the first time I've ever emailed in. I'm kicking myself now that I didn't come over. Yeah, you should have come have over. Done. Emily, what, what, what do you think's going to happen? unless you ask. You know, and we are just... The only problem is we are as weird as this in real life. Yeah, this, this is not an that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I bet I wonder if she knows who was who, though. There's the yeah, question. Who, who was who? I was the one in the suit. Yeah, clearly. And the, and the Morpheus jacket. Yeah. That must, that must, be, that must be right, that... <laughs> So, Alan Shaw, have you got any information on Knights of the Round Table? Director, Guy Ritchie, cheers, Alan. No, have we? Not I yet. haven't. I don't know anything about that. We looks like um, I I told a slight lie there, and that we are going to take this break now so that we can, can dive we, onto Wikipedia and find out about Yay. that. Yay! <laughs> we'll see you after this. They had to keep their hands off girls in order to keep the army's hands off them. That's the storyline of the darndest, gayest, funniest fairy tale you've ever seen on the motion picture screen. That's the Gay Deceivers in absolutely divine color. The Gay Deceivers stars Kevin Coughlin, Larry Casey, and Brooke Bundy and introduces the sensational find of the year, Michael Greer. Now, you see, the Gay Deceivers is all about... what. Well, we can't exactly tell you the storyline because it's not for mom and dad and the apple pie crowd. But for you groovy cats, it's out of sight. So, is he or isn't he? Only his draft board and his girlfriend know for sure. You won't want to miss the comedy show of many a year, The Gay Deceivers. What kind of a movie is this? FabRadioInternational.com This is Fab Radio International. And we're back. Stabus Radio. <laughs> Fab Radio International. No, you're making me self-conscious, keep commenting on it. But you've got to just overdub them on the uh, podcast because they don't I'll, sound right. I'll do, now <laughs> put an echo on it. Like now I could put, put a big booming boom, echo, echo on when, when I'm talking. Oh, 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 oh. And sound that, like Brian Blessed. Yes, indeed. Ah, as I think it takes more than an echo put on. Um, yeah, dark matter and dark energy. We're being asked about, and it, it, here's you've the had a think, haven't you? I've so. had a good, I've had a good think about it actually. But here's the um, the truth. I don't know 
a good way of deciphering between the two but basically they're not everybody gets the wrong impression about this stuff and this is off the top of my head and I'm not some nerd who who goes into it my knowledge of this is very superficial um, yeah, you couldn't get through to Brian Cox on your phone that's no he wouldn't answer he's, he's he's a right monkey isn't he mm. he knows we're on as well on Wednesday and we might need him it's like phone a friend yeah. on, who, who wants to be a millionaire Um Dark matter, dark energy. First thing you think of is, oh, it's it's like negative. It's like antimatter, you know, like the opposite of matter. That, that, that if you put matter and antimatter, there's a big explosion because they can't coexist in the same um, locale. Well, no, it's not. It's a misnomer. Dark energy, dark matter is called dark because it's unknown. It's it's um, like like um, it's called dark literally because. We know it's there, but we don't know what it is. There's energy out there. When you're looking out in space and you see all the gaps all between stars and all that, there's energy out there. And it's measurable, but we don't know what it is. And the same dark matter, dark energy. Matter is basically the presence of it, I believe, and the energy would be what it gives off. But don't hold me to that. I hope this isn't a science exam. But, yeah, (laughs) but the main thing is, yeah, it's, it's what's out there that we know's there and we can measure it but we don't fully understand it and we don't know what it's composed of yet and it's way above our scientific ability I think that's certainly ours yeah um, well definitely yeah my god um yeah, well, you know, we have a, we have a lot of scientists in Manchester. You know, we, we it's, it's a good the, city it's for the, it. It's the just home of science. It's just I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's not good. Um, Roger by South. Hello. Uh, hello, Roger. Uh, there are many classic science fiction and fantasy movies that have earned our love and respect with their unforgettable characters and clever action. And then there are the movies that somehow got a great rep that it didn't quite deserve. What's your pick for the most overrated sci-fi movie? Um, mm. Well, one of them will be Interstellar. That's for that's, absolute that's certain. Shooting that, fish in a barrel. That, that's 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 low hanging fruit. That one. Um, overrated. Oh, overrated. Um, sci-fi. Mm. If you just said fantasy, I would have said. I'm sorry, but Blair Witch Project for horror. <laughs> um, but Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. I'll have to think. But yeah, that's a good example of what I'm talking about. You know, where you, yeah, you can have a heated debate over that film. And believe me, I, this isn't one of these where, like, nine out of ten people think that the Nolan's Batman trilogy is amazing and it's just me in a quiet room now. Nah, there are a lot of people who are sharing my views now on yeah. Interstellar that at the time it was all Emperor's New Suit of Clothes. Oh, genius, genius. And then after being um, struck down that many times in the pub by people are going, yeah, the bit at the end's a bit crap in it. With but the, the same thing happened the, with The Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Yeah. Everybody when it came out, even before it came out, was yeah. oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. And I remember, blah blah blah. I remember, I remember. Me, threats to critics and me and like Chris that. Hayes on this show were going on about that, and we absolutely hated it. And I, we didn't go and see it together. I saw it at the premiere, and he caught it just after because there was something happening. I can't remember why he couldn't make it that night. I think it was me and Graham from Faber who who went and. We, we we saw it in great circumstances. It was a lovely seat we'd got right in the middle on, a, on the IMAX. It was an IMAX presentation, uh, press screening, and you couldn't have asked for a better circumstance of seeing it. It was there, full sound, all boom, great. It was just crap. And 
I was watching and people were leaving going oh yeah amazing amazing and I'm like god it's like being at the Ku Klux Klan meeting but yeah. you, you're the only black guy you know I don't I don't know what's going on here what are these people going on about and and that we said it on the show I got loads of crap off emails I got a load of emails I couldn't even read out because they were that abusive yeah um but, got but got abuse are, from abuse from a column. It, oh, it's only a movie that I write every month. Which is if you want to read it, magazine. Indeed, I'm at the back, which is fair enough, and I know my place in life. And it's it's a, yeah, got loads of grief over it, and then literally give it two weeks, and then every people going, yeah, it wasn't that great, yeah. was it? You know, because they've been dragged to see it again. That's why. Yeah, tell you, they've been dragged to see it again, and then they, it don't it don't stack up doesn't rack up that film Dark Knight Rises so yeah technically that's another disappointment and and good god all my list of movies are, are all Nolan look <laughs> I'm just be clear here I love um, I love a lot of his other stuff I just think the last few films he's put out have been a bit shit really yeah. um, and everybody else they sort of don't share my opinion people think it's amazing you got some information on that Knights of the Round Table didn't you I did. Uh, it's out next year, apparently. That's it. Great, and it. You tune in here. It's like a fountain of knowledge. It's, um, it's, you come away and you just like loaded up. Watching Claudia Winkleman. Yeah, it is. We need where well, we need to get her on, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we. Oh, better still, we get we'll, that guy she uses. We'll, yeah. we'll be doing more work if we get her. Yeah, on, I so. know. I was thinking. Um, oh dear me. So who else is ranking? Susan Buchan. Hi, Mike. Chris, what's it? It's not Chris. It's Martin. Martin Sorry. Unsworth. Chris is a lot better. So don't worry. We haven't we haven't found him yet. He's, he's still in the Phantom Zone. Um, what's the tune you've just played after the news? It's wonderful. I'll tell you what that is. It's Paul Leonard Morgan. Um, if this won't make any sense on podcast, but, but why are like, listen live? That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't mind doing this because it just piques your curiosity to think. No, the live show Wednesday. So if you are listening on podcast, don't forget, we're on Fab Radio International every Wednesday. And we're nine on from till nine, 9 till 11-ish, if we remember to finish on time. And, um, yeah, it's Paul Leonard Morgan, and it's Film Tales, the album. And it's a hypothetical uh, soundtrack that he did. Now, he did the music to Dread. And if you you may or may not have heard that soundtrack, that soundtrack is absolutely amazing when you listen to it. If you're just in one of them moods and you just want to, you know, kick your shoes off, lie on the couch and put it on, it's it's brilliant music to listen to. And Paul Leonard Morgan is your man for that. He's, it's atmospheric, moody, a little bit of electronic creeping in. Um, that that was the main title of, of film, film Tales. And I think you should get it. I think it's well, it's well worth it. I can recommend the whole album's like that, by the way. You, so you can just sit there for an hour and, like I say, on the lie, lie down on the couch, bang it on, something nice to drink, a <laughs> bit of wine. As long as you're not banging it off. Oh, don't be rude. Susan's a nice girl. She won't do that. No. She's one of them sort, you know, proper upbringing and all that. Oh, yeah. Um, David Geldard. Hello. It's him again. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, he's and, and he's got some following the conversation last week on B movies. I remember a weird B feature on before the Empire Strikes Back at the classic. <laughs> yeah, the classic on the A6 in Stockport. That's where I used to go. My mate, um, his mum worked there. So, and I know this is bad, but but let's be serious. She she's passed on. 
and the place has been bulldozed, so I don't think I'm getting on anybody in any trouble here. She mm. used to let us in um, in back when there was a site, something like a 15 no or 18 on Oh, don't be like that. Right, we were really, really, really young. And the biggest problem is, is she was very irresponsible. She would let us go and see anything. and But we learned our lesson because we went to see Alien, and we were really young, and it was in the afternoon. And... Was you bunking off? We were. We didn't bunk off. It was the school was shut. I don't know what had happened. Something was wrong with the central heat in the summer, and and of course I didn't just go home and go. Oh, hello, grandma. I'm sorry. I've been been sent home. We went to the pictures and then went home as yeah. if we'd actually been to school. And, and <laughs> happily, well, saying good, the other bit of good news is my grandma's passed on. So again, I'm not in danger That's of not getting a clip good round. News. Well, it's not good news, but I won't get a clip round the ears for saying this, will I? Which which I might have. It, I think out of come all out the that. things that you say, yeah. and that's the thing you're going to get a clip round the ear for. Oh, t- seriously. Um, yeah, she wasn't. She's a bit one happy with a few things. Like I say, she did, she don't know that me and my mate went to Birmingham to that convention when we were about <laughs> 11 and got in that riot where the, all the, the Spock's ears came out and everyone was stabbing each other with Spock's ears because the mock time had, <laughs> had gone wrong on the projector and the police took us, felt sorry for us because everyone was getting arrested and we were just took to the police station by a nice copper who, who happily didn't give us a good bumming but you never know now <laughs> with, uh, with Operation Utery you never know do you um, and he just said oh get home quick this is bad and that. I just got home and it was like oh have you had a nice day and all that and he's like you've no idea grandma you have no idea but I'm not going to look at Spock's ears the same way again that's for certain and yeah, they, it was a funny place because where we learned our lesson is we get nipped in. We'd seen a couple of things, and you know how some of these slasher movies are not actually that scary for young kids. You start going, oh, cool, here we go, yeah, yeah, alien scared the crap out of us. We were there in on our own, on our own in the cinema watching it, yeah, and it was just terrifying. I mean, me and him, we were holding each other's hands, leaving. That's pathetic, that isn't it? At that age. Well, it's it is just so pathetic to be like that. But it it was something you need to tell. Us and about. and you know what? After that, she was going, "Oh, you know, we could we'll let you go." And me and him were like, "No, it's all right. We got we got homework to do." All of a sudden, we got <laughs> all all academic then, didn't we? Um, but yeah, Ridley Scott's got a lot to answer for. So yeah. So what what is he saying there about it? this? Was all because you mentioned the the classic cinema, David. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, I was only six. It was something like Excalibur and featured knights with mystical powers. Anyway, I'll have to stop using the phrase shitbag shuffle because you've got me. Uh, I've got to stop saying shitbag shuffle because apparently uh, he's saying it at work now. Oh right. So I'm sorry not, about that. It's not very good if he's a teacher. But everybody's doing one. Aren't they? They, they? The shitbag shuffles left, right, and centre now. Well, there's one person doing a shitbag shuffle. Who's that? That, that is not uh, getting caught. Who? The poopinator. Oh, he's going to talk about him, right? And you won't believe it. It's nothing to do with with films or or anything. You, but oh my god, they're going off on a tangent. What a shocker! That's never been yeah. done before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, what's happened here is in Ohio, the place called a- Acom. Akron, sorry, A K R O N, Ohio. There's a guy. He was. He, some people were calling him the Poopinator, but he's actually bagged another handle now. They're calling him the Bowel Movement Bandit. Yeah. Now this guy. That doesn't sound as good. This guy 
he's on a he's a, he's he's like on a rampage. Forget ISIS, yeah, and all getting worried about them coming over and and anything happening. This guy's really here and he's here now. He's a real threat, you know. Forget ISIS. Um, this guy's amongst you, and and over there he's basically taking dumps on the bonnets of cars. So he's done it, and it got to the point where people... Obviously, what's happened here is there's been a few reports here and there. A lot of people haven't bothered reporting it. And then all of a sudden, it they were that many that it got to the police's attention, and then they started to pay attention to, to this thing. And they were after the bowel move it, mo- movement bandit. And they've literally got a, an incident chart now with little dots, and it's not little turds, like you were suggesting. <laughs> um, I hope the brown yeah. little... They, yeah, and they're all over the place, and then all of a sudden they they they're like, we've got to catch this guy. This is ridiculous. So he does a dump on your bonnet, but if you've been really really stupid, yeah, and left your your doors undone, yeah, he he leaves it on the passenger seat for you, which is really nice. Uh, anyway, this girl, and I can I say that he there seems to be a slightly deviant approach to it as well, mm. where if it's an attractive girl. He comes back a few more times, so he clearly knows whose who's car he's doing it to. Yeah, and um, yeah, there is one one girl, uh, this a really pretty girl, and he did it about eight times to her car, right? And then Dad went, "That's that's it. I'm going to set up a camera." So he set up cameras around, and then they've actually got the first footage of him, and they've got a clear picture of him, pants down, doing it on yeah. the on the bonnet. Clearly and and out. and what made me laugh is he goes to the press, right? And he says, he says, uh, they messed, he messed with the wrong guy. <laughs> and it's like, oh God, how ridiculous is this story? How bad is it? And and you know what gets me with what he's doing as well, like that with because it's a girl he's doing that. How fucked up are people? Yeah. Like like like, how can he be on this crusade? And these are all happening at four in the morning. So the guy where he's coming from, he's putting the effort in. He's yeah, it's like commuting in. You know, commuting commuting into the centre of the town. You know, early hours doing that. Yeah, he's an hard-working geezer, isn't he? And and basically, he's he's doing this. But but you know, if I've, you see a girl and you think, oh, isn't she lovely? Oh, that's right. I'm gonna do a shit on her bonnet because because uh, that's gonna show my love. That that's gonna I'm sure that's there's a euphemism in like there somewhere. Romeo but. and Juliet, isn't it? It's like forget the balcony and the serenading. He knows what girls really want, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. And uh, yeah, they still haven't caught him. They they're at, they're after him. There's an incident room, yeah. and they've they've put this picture out an going who, who is this guy? And no one no one recognises him. It's quite a clear picture, but it's funny if you see it online. If you just type the uh, bowel movement bandit, this picture of him, he is caught. Absolutely mid mid crimping one off, as one would say, um, and it's he looks. It's very comical because he he realizes you can see he realizes he spotted the camera. Does he smile? No, he looks a bit upset, you know. But yeah, he is a. So yeah, if you if you if, what's going to happen here, unfortunately, is someone will just get levered and and do it by accident on a car or something, and then they, <laughs> the the SWAT team will arrive. It's him. We've got him. And it'll be like the end of the Pink Panther. He'll end up going to jail for all of them. But I, d- I don't even know how long you'd get for that. It's like some like hundred. Some it started off about nineteen incidents that were reported, and, and it's got worse. And and the, the maps all over this place in Ohio. But how long do you reckon before bowel movement bandit? Eh? Before Who'd have thought somebody sort of like you know a copycat 
sort of like well you can do boop, the copycat but, but but it'll happen but, over here but you wouldn't they all want to be american and they all oh i oh god like I, hope we, I hope we haven't brought brought the the bell movement bandit uh, uh, we're not launched or created a, an origin story for him here they get i was listening to these idiots on the radio and they were talking and i, and I thought and oh, inspired me yeah they, they got me to do it battles. yeah but i mean hey, they'll, they'll catch him they, i think they'll catch him i mean they have to catch him don't they if he keeps doing that i'm not sure that they can extract dna or something well they, they i don't know but they can't they haven't well they've checked him against it he's not known to the police this guy like i say he's probably never done anything else wrong He's probably never even had a, an overdue library book or a speeding ticket or anything, but he's, but yeah, he, 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 but I've got to say he's 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 on the loser with this one. It's not it's not a smart move. It's just not. And like I say, the if anyone does think of copycatting, you got to remember they'll get done for the, all of these yeah. because there'll be no arguing. Oh, it's I only did that one there. It's the you, you imagine I mean, like, <laughs> like if you're the wrong colour skin sometimes you end up being sent down for something you've not done right so yeah if you get caught pants down doing that yeah you're gonna get done for all of them yeah of course you are and the the claiming damage because apparently it does eat away the acid in in it does eat into maybe, the maybe top he's coat been of varnish some bad things yeah just saying anyway it's not not very good is it but i say i saw something very funny on twitter earlier Oh yeah, yeah. Someone said they linked to a picture they'd seen of a um, of a news stat. You know the newspaper um, board that says that the A frame, the A frame, yeah, for outside a news agent. He said, and he said, worst superhero name ever. And then it, you go into the picture, and it's uh, and it's the A frame, and it says, child porn man is jailed. <laughs> <laughs> child porn man. Oh dear me! So yeah, that that's that's kind of the the stuff that's nothing to do with anything. Really. That's the proper news. What's going on? That's the stuff you won't get Rebecca Forsker doing it. Re- Re- Rebecca Forskin is was back on tonight. Yeah, you won't have heard it if you were listening to the podcast. Although I haven't, I do try and get her involved in the podcast from time to time. Yeah, she she likes to get involved. She does indeed. Seen her on Twitter. Yeah, a lot younger than you think. Yeah, Looks a bit confused nice. though. She don't look as confused as the uh, bowel movement movement bandit. But, yeah, well, know. that was just a shock. Yeah, no one likes being walked in on. Oh yeah, got some more, a few more emails. Then we're gonna go. Denge, dark matter. What the fuck? Yes, Denge. Um, that's what's that's between that, his ears. That, that yeah, Denge is not the person that I was hoping for an explanation of of of, of that. To be no. honest with you, but I'm looking up on on um, Wikipedia. Oh dear, Susan Buckin saying, "Oh dear, so sorry, Martin." See. That's okay. No, she's it's cool. Okay. Yeah, he's he's um, he's 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 got a, a similar voice, but he's he's uh, got don't more. Go, of don't, a, don't give Chris that. No, you've got a bit. Uh, you've got a worse attitude when it comes to rock music. What do you mean worse? My my rock music's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I don't tolerate rubbish. No, you. Right, 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 right. Ah, that's, 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 get out of that. Right, no, 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 no. You, yeah, but you have the, you, the, the, you have that rock thing though that that these rock people do. Where it's, on, it's not about uh, uh, right. A great, great example. Daft Punk album. Oh, one of the best soundtracks ever made. <laughs> and you said, 
oh, oh, yeah, sort of, sort of, and, it, and we're all, all, all fucking sniffy and dismissive. It was right? a good and soundtrack, but I'm not really into Daft Punk. Yeah, but Daft Punk, you met them at the Super Comic Con. Oh, yeah, they were there. Yeah, that was yeah. really them. See, it was. Very good cosplay. Or really them, we don't yeah. know, because neither of them took the helmet off. Yeah. Um, but, but the thing is, it's... Yeah, there's a little implicit thing though, isn't there? Where, where, all right, look, live and let live. But I know mine's better. Well, that's it, that's the sort of that, look that yeah. you have on your face when I mention something that hasn't got people uh, that are way too old to be dressing like that in t-shirts with with uh, pictures of uh, Gene Simmons on. That, uh, that's that, just me. <laughs> no, that's, you haven't, I haven't seen you with a picture of Gene Simmons on. I, I, don't, I've not, I don't come in with these. these no, t-shirts. but I'm just so, saying, you know, it's I hate all this rock stuff where it's all oh. If there's if there's not guitars and 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 long hair and screaming involved, that it's not legitimate music. Yeah. No, no, I, I like a bit of everything. Do you long, like Daft Punk? As yeah. long as it's good. Yeah, let's go to a Daft Punk gig then. Uh, yeah, no, maybe not. No, lots. Do you think it's time for a remake of Soil? So- I can never say this properly. Soylent Green. Thank you. Soylent Green, ah. Huh? People. People. Yeah, I think I think it is. And and I can I suggest that maybe people that live in Ashton Underline are used to actually used to make the Soylent Green. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? But yeah, it's a cracking film, and and I can say it's one of them sort of sort of seventies intelligent sci-fi. You know? Yeah, it's no? great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, maybe it doesn't need a remake because it was quite good. It was you, you should remake the ones that weren't very good. Like which? Oh God! No, yeah, you it. can't just say that, can you? I know, but you see, I, I'm not really into remakes. So. We had a column called Remake Hell. I know. Ages ago, but you didn't like it then, did you? And you got you can't say that because you know the person who wrote it. Yeah, but I, he writes it now. So you're saying his column was rubbish? No, I didn't say that. Well then, the remake. CJD. He's in. He's a shitbag shuffling now. He's he's, <laughs> a, he's uh, Anyway, uh, we've had Ed Fortune on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> what's he saying? Uh, dark matter is shorthand for physicists. Said that right? Not having a clue, but y- wanting yeah. grant funding so they can fa- work it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because that is the implicit thing. It's like, oh, gonna fight, gonna. Don't worry. There's this thing, and if you give me some money, we've got hypotheses. Yeah, I'm gonna, f- I'm gonna find out what it is. Um, maybe not quite in my lifetime. It's gonna take ten years. Yeah. But, but there you go, and, and uh, Andrew Pollard, Ooh. our our I'm online editor, our our Polly. He's What's saying, he doing? Listen, he should be putting news items up. He's put loads up. It's been dead busy today. That that site. Tell you, it's been very busy site. Um, that pesky Nolan Bat trilogy. As a trilogy of films, they're actually good. As a trilogy of Batman films, not so much so. And then there's Christian Bale. That was key to me, not being able to fully get into those films as my Batman films. Maybe I'm pulling at straws. It's the pointy chin, the lack of square jaw, the lispy, uh, the lisp, the overdone growl, the fact that he's, I'm a recluse and haven't shaved, act is shite, for he's trimmed certain parts of his beard. It's true, that. And I, you know, you've got a beard. I've got one at the moment. I have one during the winter months. And, like a bear. Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. And it goes in summer. Well, it goes when I got Vegas. That's what happens. Boof, gone. Um... And that's exactly, you'll see. You'll see that's what happens. Um, 
and then the simple fact that he's not Michael Keaton, yeah, and and that's the tip of the iceberg. Just saying, throw this in, Andrew. Uh, I don't know if you, any and you as well, Martin, if you've seen the um, clip that ended up on YouTube after the Oscars. That's really sad. Yeah, yeah. He literally had his acceptance speech and he had it ready. So he clearly he'd been told you pretty much got yeah, this in the bag, yeah. And then when it got announced that it wasn't him, you, he and he was very quick. But the problem is the camera panned and you caught him stuffing his acceptance <laughs> speech quickly into his jacket. And you know what? I did feel for him anyway because he he should have got that because not because of that, but as a little bit of yeah recognition for everything else yeah. because he might not get that chance again and it, it, but at least he did get his moment on stage with everybody when it won best movie but it, it's it's sad I, I thought Michael Keaton was great in, in, in that film in Birdman but I liked I've always liked him yeah. I've always liked him I loved him in Pacific Heights he plays a oh, nutter yeah. he plays a nutter um, great he plays a hero he's just a great guy I mean and we we he's love him as underrated sort of forgotten yeah. people for a long time wasn't he yeah. so yeah, and he's saying a great choice with Paul Leonard Morgan, the guy who did Wonders with the Dread soundtrack too. Yeah, you see, I'm glad, I'm vindicated now. Um, <laughs> um, can't wait to see the new issue. Uh, keep up gra- the cracking oral pleasure. There you go. That's a bit. Don't rude, tell everybody yeah. they've been giving him cracking yeah. oral yeah. pleasure. Oh, and he says on on a follow up email. Totally forgot the actual point in my last email. The Knights of the Round Table trilogy. Uh, it's, it's, sorry, the Knights of the Round Table stuff is a supposed trilogy with Charlie Hunnam as King Arthur with that Jude Law oh of course Jude Law uh, involved too that's about all that's known but um, Charlie Hunnan tell me about him I don't know anything about him I don't I don't either who, who is he who's he then is who is he, he? he one yeah. of the seriously is it, is it uh, Mr Pollard you need to you need to let us know who he is I don't know who he is just tell me is he what what commercials he been on TV and I mean, what I did I'm saying find that he's out, probably some massive star, and I just don't know my yeah, job. Well, yeah, yeah, he's probably well. If you don't do fantasy, we don't know. Him. No, there you go. They don't, they don't, they don't exist to us. No, true. Uh, what I did find out when I was uh, thinking, not googling, not googling. We about, don't do that. No, no Wikipedia. I, I was like going into my mind palace to find it. Uh, that uh, Guy Ritchie's got the Cannonball Rundown as one of his films to come. Oh, he pisses me off. That this is the story of an average guy. And a beautiful girl. Hi. Don't tell me your name. I'll just call you Beauty. You must be a sensitive person. I bet you're a fan of Rod McEwens. I try to be. And his best friend. I am Captain Chaos. Been a cop long. And a family doctor. Leash. Come on right here. And how they all set out one day in an ambulance from New York to California. At 150 miles per hour. California, here we come! But they aren't the only ones. Because this is the Cannonball Run. America's illegal Grand Prix. And it doesn't matter how you get there. It's who gets there first. Burt Reynolds is the defending champion. On his team, Farrah Fawcett. Are you one of those volleyballers? Cannonballers. Dom DeLuise and Jack Elam. And here comes the competition. Will you hurry up, you little... Dean Martin. We happen to be in a race. Sammy Davis Jr. You, shorty. Where'd you get all that jewelry? Take a layup, layup. Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. Jackie Chan. 
and Roger Moore as himself. I'm Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> All of them. Reckless. We're in kind of a hurry, so if you could just bless it a little bit. We'll Unscrupulous. Oh, I gotta bless her. Oh, I'm sorry, Father. She's a Zen Buddhist. Yeah, you know, desperate character. Ready. Fire! By land, by sea, by air, they'll do anything, drive anything, say anything. It's hard to understand you. When I called you, I was doing 140 miles an hour. And stop at nothing. Normally I drive right around the speed limit. We all make mistakes, miss, but 160? To win the Cannonball Run. Yeah, we're looking good. Come on, faster! Cannonball Run. The only movie to get over 200 tickets before it even opens. That's a classic of its time. It's 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 about it's got everything going for it. It's I don't of its think era. They cannot do it anymore because they haven't got the characters to do it. Well, you haven't. I mean, you did that. That was like ew. these ensemble casts that are all the proper A list cast, like um, Cannonball Run. Was it? I, all sorts of people in it, and it it, it, it had Dom de Deluise, Dom, Dom Deluise de as a as a sort of superhero, yeah, Captain he was, Chaos. He was just a little yeah. bit, uh, yeah. bit wacky. Um, and you, yeah, God, Dean Martin, and, you know, uh, he was he was partnered up with uh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had um, you had. I can't even go through them all. There's so many of them. Roger Moore. Um, yeah, Roger Moore playing a guy who thought he was Roger Moore. Yeah. It's awesome, isn't it? It's, 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 and and it's meta before meta was invented. Um, second one wasn't so good, but Doug McClure was in it. If him of of, yeah. of certain movies that we all should have seen yes. on bank holidays. When you we're should off remember school. him from such films as Warlords of Atlantis. Oh yeah, what was the journey to? Was it Journey to the Center of the Earth? Was at it? the Earth's core. At the Earth's core. That's the one he was in. That's a great um, one. With that's that that's Peter Cushing in it. It's great. I like. I like the that's music. That's an Amicus film. I know. I like the music at the beginning of that. Oh yeah, it's great. It's really cool. With that, they did that the the drill, which is basically the mole out of Thunderbirds, yeah. isn't it? Sort yeah. of. Um, yeah, and I mean men in dinosaur suits. Yeah, but God, that that yeah, it's of its time. I mean, it was all sexually inappropriate. You had girls in in red leather jumpsuits running round spray painting the fifty five over on the speed limit and yeah. and playing games with cops who were leering at them. You know, it's, Jackie it's, Chan with a super powered little car. Yeah, it's it's all that that is definitely of its time. I'm not saying you can't do it, but Guy Ritchie has a go at all sorts and it's literally. Gonna, it, it's going to be gritty. It's going to be even. Yeah. Set in London with all Cockney geezers, and you can't do the Cannonball Run in the UK. No, you cannot do it in the UK. That you need massive long roads and yeah. stuff. You can't have a road race like that. That's the one thing you can never just, do. It. Just going around Spaghetti Junction. Yeah, well, you wouldn't get anywhere. You wouldn't get anywhere. <laughs> There'd be no. You'd be. You'd be. Imagine the UK version of the Cannonball Run. It'd be. It'd be I'll so boring. Bumps. Well, it'd be speed bumps. We'd be slowing down for speed cameras every five minutes. That the, <laughs> the the lucky 
sods are you lucky sods over there I tell you something Roger you're so lucky over there you don't have these things they're, they're hidden away they they say they're not and they're painted yellow but they're put in places where they know damn well you're going to come tearing around a corner and you get four four of them and you get banned from driving never mind the bloody fine and they push your insurance up through the roof and yes I know we shouldn't be speeding but you know we shouldn't be doing a lot of things um, see, see I'm, I'm condoning it now <coughs> Trying no, not, not to. Je- Jeff Thompson, I want to believe that, mo- like most SF films set in the future, money will disappear. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, I- I- I've got a magazine, and uh, that that makes money disappear quite quickly. <laughs> um, so, so I think I think we're already there. How far away do you think this ideolo- ideology may be? I know this is a normal question, but would appreciate your thoughts. Well, here you go. I have got something to say about that. As Martin maybe know knows. I know all about cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. and I'm involved in um, some and in, in, I find them very useful and they're an electronic way of replacing money completely. Uh, the Bitcoin completely gets rid of money and will paperlessly transfer money between people almost instantaneously across the internet. Uh, it's It's gone up in value and then crashed down and now it's building back up again. People are uncertain about it, but it's no there's no turning back now. Bitcoin is being accepted anywhere. You can literally walk into uh, some computer shops um, in this country and some of it, even some takeaways in London are taking it now. When you'll go in, there are three major cryptocurrencies, the Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin. And if you go in a shop with the app on, um, on your phone, you can just wave your your phone in front of this machine, and it'll just debit the cost of the meal or the cost of whatever it is, or the compost the computer parts off off your off your account. So you got to just wave it once. Otherwise yeah, that's you'll be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta be careful. But I'm just saying that you, it's it's here. That money is here. The the. But I mean, I, I know what he's getting at. That money will disappear in the point that people aren't getting paid and they're doing a job like on Star Trek where you don't get money, you just do a job because you want that job. But I don't think that'll ever totally happen because there's going to be no one cleaning the toilets out. Yeah. No one's going to be cleaning the toilets out. Not not one person. I just can't see it. Um, no, it's a bit... It's a bit much to expect that, I think. Um, true, uh, true utopia like that, it'd be too much arguing, wouldn't it? Don't you think? Yeah, you'd you'd be uh, all you know, all yeah. about. You've got something I haven't. And... Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's 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 one of them. I did, but I do believe that that a lot of currencies are going to come under fire. Definitely within my lifetime, you're going to see um, electronic currencies like that come to the fore, at least as a as an alternative. That and well, it is Star Trek money. I get it, but. It's dead easy because you just have it on your phone. I'll tell you another thing: uh, people are accepting PayPal now, even at the conventions yeah. where I PayPal. You just got your mobile phone on you, and you just tap a few buttons, and then they've been paid. Yeah. That's very that Star Trek. Instant transfer, yeah. and, and and you get yeah. the. Uh, it goes on with the cards with the yeah. the wireless thing on it, and I I don't get that. Mine does not work. You know these adverts where the 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 they're in uh, that stupid advert that Barclays did where he he. He gets in the bath and then the, he goes in a tube of water and then goes around oh, the city yeah, buying yeah, this yeah. and buying that. And can I just say he's a proper smug twat as well, the guy on this, <laughs> this advert. He, um, yeah, and he's wandering around. If I, I've tried using my mouth, just don't work. He doesn't, you're supposed to be able to wave it if it's over 
under 20 quid and it just goes beep and then you pay, it doesn't work. No. Mine doesn't work. I don't, I don't know how to do it. What am I doing wrong? I <laughs> thought that's all you're supposed to do. That, you're probably waving your bus pass or something. Yeah, it might be, yeah. Oh, I tried to pay for drinks, you know, at the Obsidian Club. Yeah, it's our like our second office. It's just across the the road, and we were there one night, and we'd been there. I'd had nothing to eat. I was so tired and buggered. I tried to pay for instead of giving credit card. I tried to pay with a Nando's card. <laughs> I tried. I was giving him a Nando's card, and he's going, "Yeah, what's this? You know, and he's just, you know where they stamp right, when you've had so much chicken and all that." So yeah, so, no, you could have free chicken. Although for it. <laughs> they weren't they weren't having the Nando's card, man. Seriously, they just. No, it wasn't cutting it at all. Um, Paul Roper's emailed in. I am dreading the new Terminator. For God's sake, stop flogging a dead fucking horse. My, his words, not mine. Not oh. that I wouldn't say that. Um, in fact, I I totally agree. I yeah. I I'm not dreading it. I'm I am preparing it, myself for disappointment after the last. I've got to say, I thought that McHugh last one. What is it, Requiem or whatever the hell it was? That 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 Christian Bale one again, as Andrew Pollard points out, sometime Terminator Salvation. Oh God, it's Alien versus Predator Requiem. See, yeah. I'm getting my ship derivative movies mixed up here. Uh, yeah, um, Terminator Salvation. Oh man, it's an absolute car crash of a film, and yeah, I just don't have anything good to say about that film. No. Of, of all of them, first one. I loved it. It's an absolute cult classic. Second one, absolutely superb science fiction film. Third one, bit of a problem. Didn't really like the the Terminator in it, which is a problem when that's the name of the film. Um, everybody else was quite okay. Didn't really appreciate the fact they just went, oh, Sarah Connor, she's just died of cancer. Yeah, she's not in this. And cause it, It's annoying when you know that they did approach Linda Hamilton and she, she went, no, no, I don't like yeah. the story. And yeah. she did. She You're refused it. it. <laughs> yeah, she refused it on the story because, believe me, she's not got work backing up out the door, you know. And um, and But it was a brave ending. Yeah. I was very surprised when the nuclear apocalypse just happened and you got to see that amazing scene with the world and all the nukes ending up and you go, oh my God, they've actually brought it to the, the, the future bit with that war. But here's the problem. It's boring at that point yeah. because everything is destroyed. Everything looks the same. It's a load of fighting with a load of robots that look the same, with loads of ships that look the same, on a load of charred ground uh, battlefields that all look the same it's like playing a video game it's like that was the problem with McHugh's film that that one all that's all we had all the way through it and the and the ridiculous bit where Christian Bale's in a helicopter crash it right let me tell you you know if you fall down a flight of stairs you might snap your neck this guy he the helicopter just crashes it goes down and he just gets out going oh that was a bit rough you know then he puts his Batman voice on come and rescue me <laughs> and it's like oh god almighty and then at the end you got a, ter- a Terminator's re- saving each other with broken hearts you know I mean I don't want to get into it yeah. it's 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 abysmal on the plus side and the, I can't say the new this one's got the Arnie, so. oh no yeah 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 and uh, I can't really say this I and mean, sorry Shauna she's I know she she likes that film but I, I don't know what to make of it I still don't get it um, and Andrew's uh, further give us some information Charlie Hunnan's the star of Sons of Anarchy oh it's him is it something I've not seen any of I haven't but I know yeah. I know what he looks like and I know the cut of his jib <laughs> it's a very fine jib, I would imagine. Well, yeah. 
Um, main reason he came to my attention was he's a supposed forerunner to play Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. Randomly got his start in Queer of Folk back in the day. Yeah, right, Snake Plissken, all right. Yeah, another one that we don't really want. Something tells me you'll be seeing what what that snake tattoo terminates and if he ends up getting that role. Um, Mounties back. Guys, Charlie Hunnan, you remember him as... He's saying who he is. Raleigh Beckett, one of the Jaeger pilots in Pacific Rim. Oh, you might not. Mm. Oh, is he one of them? Good little action film, but not... uh... I didn't mean that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a Pacific Rimmer. Oh, God almighty. That That's going to have to be cut, that. Um, <laughs> God, I wish you believe you just said that. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm distracted now. Right, what can we go on? To, um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. I'm all excited. I've got, I got, got the Blu-ray set. I watched it all over the Christmas period again, and I saw a beautiful Blu-ray. Anyone who hasn't got that Twin Peaks, the, whole, the entire story box set that came out, it's absolutely brilliant. And for the first time ever, the all those hours and hours and hours of extras aren't a load of crap. They're actually really good. Some of them are amazing, and you also get a good hour and a half of stuff that some of it takes place after Twin Peaks fireworks with me and you get to see a little bit further forward in 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 it but I was dead excited about this and then David Lynch he just made a statement and he said that it's basically not it's complications and contracts are not signed yet and it may not happen that's a, a shame because 25 year in the actual show they meet in the red room and it's 25 years later he said she says you'll see me 25 years from now and you could have had the coolest thing ever you could literally do that 25 years later 25 years later to the day with carl mclachlan meeting and laura palmer meeting up in the red room but real now as they are now that would be amazing cheryl lee yeah that's right that would be amazing that would so yeah but it might still happen I I hope so I mean it's just so damn disappointing isn't it you know the problem when things get down to uh, contracts and as you well know yeah you know things that you know there's always somebody wants to put their R in and yeah this that and the other and the networks get involved and yeah no I get you I get you um, oh, never mind. Anyway, we like we'll see. We'll have to wait and see for that, won't we? It's a, um, a quick bit of news. We haven't got much on this, but Kevin Smith is working on a Mallrats sequel. Did you like Mallrats? I did. Yeah, I know it, not everyone did. I Some people it. go, "Oh, it's the worst one." I don't it's, get you know, that. It, dick and fart jokes can't beat them. Yeah. Oh no, it was. It wasn't. There's. He does different sorts of films, doesn't he? And in these Jay and Silent Bob movies. There's a lot of different beats going on. Like Clerks is a is a very um, it's a, it's a, it's sort of an indie feel to it, a very uh, you know homemade feel to it, comedy. Mm-hmm. And then you go on to you know Mallrats, it feels more of a mainstream comedy. It, well, it was he, yeah. he was given a lot of money yeah. to make it. Then then you got Chasing Amy's, quite a different beat altogether. Yeah. And then then you have uh, like the, he gets with Dogma. Dogma was a had a proper commercial blockbuster aesthetic. It's yeah. got everything in it, and then um, the bizarre beats of Jane Silent Bob 
strike back. That was not wholly successful. I mean, I some, enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, but it was a private joke yeah. for us. It was. I mean, it was absolutely mystifying for people at the box office, and it fell off a cliff, you know. Yeah. Um, then you've got a sequel to Clerks that, that was very divisive. I thought it was hilarious. A lot of people uh, didn't that like it. That wasn't as up with that one as I should yeah. have been, maybe. But, but, but I don't know. He does different, so I think, and I think it's good. it'd be good to see these characters a bit later on. Um, he's going to work on the final Clerks movie, and I've told you my thoughts on that. I bet I've I've pretty much told you what I reckon the story's going to be, and I bet I'm right. Yep. Um, and it's it's uh, somebody dies in it, but he said that, so I'm not. It's not a spoiler. So there there we go. What else is the the Blob remake? Yeah. Now here's the thing. They've said we're going to remake the Blob. But this time, we're going to do the origin of the blob. We're going to do the origin. We're going to find where he's come from and all that. Now, you've seen Cube 2. Like, Cube was really a, a low-budget classic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cube 2, Hypercube. Yeah. I, I, real, and, and it went to great detail to explain everything and, and showed you outside. and every, you, you, It left nothing, did it? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it defeats the purpose yeah. of what it was all about. Yeah, so these things don't always work. Now, here's a thing. He's also forgetting this person who's thinking, I'm going to do this different. I'm my roommate. I'm going to explain exactly what it is. Oh, okay. Um, that's funny because I was in the cinema in 1988 watching Kevin Dillon in the remake of The Blob, um, which was an absolute disaster at the box office. I'm just going to say, you know, I loved it. I thought it was great fun. But that film explained exactly where it had come from. So where did these people get off where they go, I'm going to be the one that... Do-? And you go, and yeah, you haven't seen the other film then, have you? No. You actually haven't taken the time. You've been employed to do this remake of The Blob. And if, if first thing, if you said to me now, right, you're doing a remake of this film, yeah, I would... Then, because it's no matter how big it is, even if it's Friday the 13th, if someone said to me, Right, Mike, you're writing uh, a treatment for Friday the 13th, I'll go, Okay, I'll have a go at it. First thing I'd do, sit down, even though I've already seen them all, I'd sit down with a notepad and I'd watch three of them, and then I'd watch another three, and I'd watch, and I'd just slowly over the course of a week work my way through them all. Because I only need to know that what I'm doing doesn't, you know, does it off and it plays right. Yeah. And you, you get whatever yeah. works and what doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. But but uh, apparently this guy's not... And there's only The Blob. I think there's the sequel to The Blob, which was bloody awful. Beware and then, The Blob. And, yeah, that's it. Beware The Blob. And then uh, in Larry Hagman in that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then you've got The Blob in 1988. Do you know the, and that the was 1988 good, yeah. one was co-written by Frank Darabont? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Chuck Russell directed Walk, it and co-written co- it. Yeah, yeah. now... Yeah, so this guy, he's clearly not even seen the remake. Now, there's only three films. You've just been given a gig, and you've got, like, the original. He's probably seen that. He, he's he not might sure. Seen he might have seen That's yeah, whatever. Seen, yeah. But, yeah, he's not even watched the films. You know, this is what annoys me. You're paying people all this crazy money, and they can't be asked getting a DVD out to make sure what they're actually doing is, is any good or, or will appeal to the fans that actually want it. Um, so, so I just thought we'd do summit before we go. We got, we only got a few minutes, but um, Luciano Ercoli. Ercoli, yeah. Go um, on. He's a he was a director. He did uh, direct an awful lot of films. 
Mm. But he directed three important films for me in the 70s. Uh, uh, Death Walk in High Heels, mm. Death Walks at Midnight, mm. was it Death Walks at Midnight, and uh, Forbidden Photos of a Lady Beyond Suspicion. Yeah, I mean, what can you tell people who, who aren't aware of his work and the uh, the type of movie, the genre that it was? Uh, and all them, that? Them, them three films basically from the giallo uh, mm. subgenre, yeah. which is the Italian sort of a crossover between crime and, yeah. and serial killer type films. Mm. Uh, I did a, a feature on him in in Oro Obscura a yeah. few few issues ago, uh, yeah. so you can always get the back issue for that and read about him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's quite sad he passed away. He's yeah. uh, not well known. Like I say, he retired from filmmaking in the the late seventies. Yeah, uh, I think he he inherited a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's he, it's great when they leave a cult classic behind, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, these are all this era. The problem is, a lot of these directors are getting to that age where they can't be around forever, and uh, it's the back catalogue they leave in it. But yeah. and hopefully, because these are not they're certainly not available in this country, they yeah. can get a couple of them on import. But hopefully, it will uh, spur somebody on to to release them, so yeah, we can get decent copies of Blu-ray. Them. Yes, get the Blu-ray. Okay, weird situation now. Films are popping up on these HD channels, and. It's like I said, you can't go and buy the on the buses movies on Blu-ray, but there I was, I turned the TV on, it was on the channel, and there they were in HD, high def, the, these films, that, and it looks so, looks so weird seeing these these films that you're used to seeing on at Bank Holidays yeah. on the, with a bit of a crap TV, you know, back in the day. And uh, they're not being released on Blu-ray, but they're turning up on HD channels. I see, I mean, you probably get that with some horror films. They're not yeah. actually available on Blu-ray, but... You, uh, they're there on on HD. But a know. lot of them are, are getting released now. There's a few com- yeah. uh, companies in this country. There's quite a few in America that are releasing really obscure titles. Well, they should do. It's and, good uh, stuff, isn't and it? It is. It's good. It's very good stuff. I mean, I mean, they should definitely do that. But I'd say, say something. It's unfortunate that you, uh, yeah, you, know, you, you are the Grim Reaper. Then you, you, you covered him totally in three nine seven, and here, here we are. Yeah. We're not even a year later. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. You didn't do a piece on Terry Pratchett, did you? I didn't. No, no are you sure? Yeah. Good lord. I'm just going to say we do that. What that death clock or something? Or whatever. <laughs> uh, I was disgusted when I saw that the other day. But yeah, yeah and I'm aware it goes on. Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call? I suppose it goes on everywhere, doesn't it? Yeah. But there's a pub I know that had one running, and they had all sorts of names on it. But it's it's bizarre. And what else have we got? We just got time for one more quick one. Um, and it'll have to be a very quick one. Yes, the big one, obviously, Star Wars. J.J. Abrams has said, "Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll do Episode Nine. And they've also announced that Rogue One is the name of the first spin-off, and that's Gareth Edwards yep. of Monsters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know what to make of that Rogue One. So what is this about an X-wing pilot, a famous I one? Think I think that's going to be something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't appeal to me. That, but I think obviously... these, these spin-offs are just it's filler. I I do think I I don't know. Just prove me wrong, guys. Yeah. Make make a great film that I, that uh, that isn't the Caravan of Courage. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, yeah that's what I mean. It's we just... have had some spin-offs before, remember, um, but. Yeah, he's gonna. He says it's, he's not confirmed it, no. but it's one of them. And it Ryan Johnson is doing uh, the one after yeah. episode eight, um, 
and uh, well, so he was sorry, seven, eight, nine. So we got we're talking Abrams for seven, Ryan Johnson for eight, and then they finish off this tri- this trilogy with uh, it looks like JJ. Yeah, which would be it'll make sense, sort of like letting depends what Jobby does, doesn't it, on the first well, book. But true, can true. I say can I say if that's being discussed now? Um, they have now seen that this film. They've not seen the finished product. No. Disney, the higher ups, have definitely seen a They've cut, cut yeah. of this film. Now they've definitely seen it. And if they are actively going, JJ, come on, let's do the the last one. Yeah, that's not because they've seen it and they think it's crap. No. So there's no way this would be go- this would be going on. So I'm just saying it is actually, even though I'm not the world's biggest JJ Abrams fan, I don't nothing against him. I just think he's a little overrated. Um, he's made too many lens flares. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit style over substance sometimes. He is, but okay, it, it certainly his look does capture Star Wars a little bit in that trailer that we've seen. Oh yeah. But but yeah, he, if they're offering him that job, that can only be good news for us. Yeah. You know, as 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 Star Wars fans, as it were. So that's about it. That uh, would appear to be it for this week. So in the meantime, I've been Mike and he's been Martin. And we will see you next week. Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bars in Manchester and Leeds.